Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I am your host, Emma Gunn-Awardner, and joining me in this episode is Dr. Howard Murad, the father of internal skincare, the man behind Murad. If you've ever seen the range Murad, you'll know that it's high performance, it's problem solving, it's not simple, uh, pick up a product and it probably does five different things, but it does it very efficiently and very, very well. And in fact, I've put my uh, my top three favourite products of his and why over on emmaguns.com in these show notes. So if you want uh, to find out the products of his that I particularly love, then that's where to find them. He His knowledge of skincare, his knowledge of dermatology, his knowledge of products is just so endless. But, but when I met with Dr. Murad recently, he was actually more focused on addressing all of these things with a much more 360 lifestyle approach. He has a new campaign called Eyes Up. Eyes Up meaning if you've ever walked down a busy street and you've seen people walking towards you looking at their phone, then he means Eyes Up You people because uh, he's talking about the ways in which we're all getting sucked into the vortex of social media and the like and how we do need to sort of take a step back and breathe and how actually given all of the things that are constantly coming at us, whether it's social media, whether it's emails from bosses or what have you, it's very difficult to pull yourself away from it because it's, A, it's addictive, um, and also we feel like we should be on all the time, but he's really stressing how crucial it is to take those step backs, to really take a breather from those things, and he explains beautifully in this conversation, so I hope you enjoy um, that chat. What else has been happening this week? Well, as well as uh, managing to get some time with Dr. Murat, because he's not over here that often, so I felt very privileged. Um, I also felt very special because IT Cosmetics, who uh, are in Selfridges and who also do great guns on QVC, uh, they took a group of people, a group of journalists and influencers to see Adele at Wembley on Wednesday night, and I was one of them. And apart from the hideous three-hour drive to get there, because if you've ever tried to get to Wembley by car, it can be a nightmare. Um, apart from that, it was one of just one of those magical evenings. The weather was beautiful. Uh, really, Re was there. <laughs> or do you? I just call her Re. If you listen to the podcast with her, you'll know that she finds that hilarious. So Re was there. Um, Nadine Baggett was there. I also met a fabulous girl called Dina Tokyo who made me laugh my sides raw she was brilliant I'm hoping that I come across her again and I obviously uh they also um had a goldfish bowl for it wasn't a goldfish bowl but it was like a glass jar full of um mini it cosmetic cc creams so you can imagine that my pockets were bursting by the end of the evening and I also came away with my first ever selfie light which if you saw insta stories then I apologize but I got a bit carried away 
Um, it was a great evening. Adele was fantastic. And uh, it's a shame she's had to cancel a couple of the other shows. So wish her well and a speedy, speedy recovery. Sort of in line with what uh, Dr. Murad was talking about when he mentioned taking that step back and sort of relaxing and not being so on all the time, not sort of, you know, being in second gear, but going really, really fast. I think if you've been listening to this show, you'll know that I really like yin yoga. It's very gentle. It's about sort of undoing as opposed to, you know, doing all these poses and headstands and whatnot. And I just haven't made time for it in the last, I would say, two months. I had a good good stretch where I did it for about a month and a half and I really noticed the difference. But it's amazing how once you skip something once, you can just end up getting so far out of the habit. So I made a real point this week of going to yin and it made such a difference. So it was a try yoga in Soho and it's an hour long class and it's got a brilliant teacher called Cal who talks to you and explains to you what you're doing. So the way yin works is you get into a pose for two to three minutes and you hold it and you relax into it. And then while you're doing that, and sometimes it can be pretty uncomfortable if you're particularly tight or stressed or you've got a knotted muscle or something, but Cal will kind of say, this is releasing this meridian or this is opening up this. And it makes you think, right, well, I really need to relax into that then because if it's gonna help me de-stress, then I will do it. So. Whether it's yin, whether it's putting your feet up for 15 minutes with a cup of tea, whatever it might be, it's so easy not to make time for these things. So my advice, having really reaped the benefits from that class is just take the time, just listen to your body sometimes. And if your body says, do you know what, this weekend, let's just sack it off and watch movies and, you know, not much more, just do it. I know that not everyone's schedule allows that, but sometimes you just have to take the time where you can to just chill. Um, The other thing I wanted to talk about was I have been using this uh, new mirror. It's called the Simple, it's a Simple Human mirror and it's called the Pro Wide View. Now it's £300 but Simple Human you might know make bins. And I came across this mirror and I was looking for things that could change the way that I do my makeup. So I was looking at all sorts of different gadgets and whatnot. And this is a really intelligent mirror that's quite scary. So um, it's probably just a bit bigger than a, than a piece of A4 and it's got two sides that you can uh, angle so that you can see the sides of your face as well while you're doing your makeup. It's got a magnifying attachment, but you can change the lighting. So it's a bit like, um, you know, when you've seen dressing rooms of um, at TV shows or films or what have you, they've got all the bulbs around the uh, mirrors backstage. This is slightly more intuitive. So the lights are in the seam of the mirror where those flaps are, and you can change the strength of it. So you can actually have it, so you can have it as daylight, you can have it as candlelight if you're doing your makeup for a romantic dinner. And I've been using it on quite a bright setting because we're in the middle of summer and it's been very bright outside. And it's really made me realize how I've just always just put on the same amount of makeup, regardless. Just, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Two squirts of this foundation, beauty blender, blum, 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 and then done. And I realised that actually when you really look at your skin in the light, which is how majority of other people will see you, your the way you do your makeup is so different. I'm still very early days with it, but I just thought I'd flag it up. Um, I'm sure there'll be an Instagram post at some point showing the difference between my makeup with and without it. But I just wanted to flag it up because if you are... Um, if you are doing your makeup in poor light, then 
it's it does make a massive difference um so there we go the other thing is that i got my washing machine fixed anyone who has been listening knows that there was a an issue with my washing machine it took a while to replace and it prompted this massive uh chain of thought of do i have a clear out because when you have to go to the depths of your wardrobe for things that you haven't worn for years you realize well do i actually need them and i'm also wondering if by having a big clear out will i attract new better clothes because my freelance wardrobe is not as sassy as my office wardrobe and i the two need to come together because elasticated waists are not for public consumption anyway if anyone has any thoughts on clearing out and um all of that kind of stuff please do get in touch with the show the beauty podcast at gmail.com and don't forget if you want to get in touch you can also tweet me at emma guns i respond to dms on instagram where i'm also emma guns and you can also head over to itunes where you can click that subscribe button and if you're enjoying the show you can obviously leave a star rating and a review but for now i think the best thing we can do is i'm going to invite you into the business lounge at claridge's which is where i did the chat with uh, dr murad so there there were a few bangs actually not sure what was going up upstairs but um going on upstairs but there might there might be a little bit of uh, noise in the background but for the most part it was clean as a whistle but that's where we were i had a delicious cappuccino he drank water <laughs> and we also had zoe shaw in the room who um if you watch qvc you'll know that she does the murad presentations um so she pipes up every now and again which was lovely because she's such a cool girl so i'll put links to her as well in the show notes so here we go the emagon show featuring dr murad Listeners, I'm in one of my absolute favourite places in the whole wide world with a very exciting guest. I'm in Claridge's and I'm with Dr. Murad. And I'm also here with Zoe, who who you might be able to hear from time to time during the show. Squeaking through. (laughs) Dr. Murad, thank you so much. I'm very excited to talk to you. I have used and known of your products for a long, long time, but um, on this current trip, we're talking about much, much more than just simple skincare, aren't we? Absolutely. You know, in a way we are talking about skincare because when I look at skin, it's really connected to every part of your body. In order to have beautiful skin, it's not just about the laser treatment that you have or the Botox shot or even the products that you use on your face. It's about everything else Mm -hmm. because ultimately everything is connected. You know, if you go outside and sit in the sun for a long period of time, what begins to happen is you might have a headache, you might feel sick, you might feel nauseous, tired. That's not your skin talking. The damage from the sun penetrated into the bloodstream of your skin and then it went to all the other parts of your body, your brain, your liver, your heart, everywhere. So it's very important to understand skin care in a way is health care. When you really have proper skin care with a appropriate moisturizers to protect your skin from the environment, you're really making a difference with the rest of your body. And on the reverse, certainly if you're not eating well, if your heart's not functioning well, your skin can't be very good. Mm -hmm. So it's a combination of things. To have the best skin possible, it's a combination of several things. The other thing that's very important to understand is that regardless of what causes aging, disease, wrinkles, dry skin, the final common pathway is only one thing. We start at 75% water, 
And ultimately, over time, we have less and less hydration in our body, and it shows on our skin. Everybody knows your skin gets drier when you get older. Well, it's not just your skin that gets drier. It's your heart, your liver, everything about you, your brain, everything. So the final pathway, regardless of what causes aging, is going from a state of full hydration to less hydration. So, Can I just ask you there, because I'm... I said recently to a beauty colleague, oh, my skin feels really dry today, I must drink lots of water. And she backhanded, slapped me and said, if you think that you can hydrate your skin by drinking a litre of Evian, you're, you're wrong. <laughs> She's right. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> She's right. I mean, everybody knows that we're supposed to drink eight glasses of water a day. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe in that, believe it or not. Uh, I believe you should eat your water. But it's a combination of things as well. So let's look at the things that dehydrate you. One dehydration is going out in the environment without appropriate moisturizers. Mm -hmm. So, A, you have proper skin care. It's very important to hydrate your whole body, not just your skin. Number two, it is what you eat. Because as time goes on, our cells become less and less hydrated. So I tell people, eat your water. And they say, what does that mean? I say, what's your favorite vegetable? What's your favorite fruit? And they pick one. Most of them are at least 80% water. So when you eat one of those, an ounce of that is about an ounce of water. But what you're also getting is antioxidants, phytonutrients that are important for your overall health, makes your body alkaline, resistant to cancer, bone loss, you improve your immunity. And the water in that is in the structure So it doesn't go right through you and into the toilet. It's gradually released into your cells. So you can hydrate yourself through eating eating water. Well, you can do it partially through that. Mm. You know, if you're really thirsty, you drink some water, you're going to immediately hydrate, but it goes right through you. Yeah. So we want foods that encourage your cell membranes to be stronger so that they can maintain the water that you consume. Those are like good proteins, which we know, like omegas, I mean, and good fats. So you get omegas, you get cold water fish, beans, seeds, all of those are very important for our overall health. So proper nutrition is as critical as what we put on our skin. I call that internal skin care. Mm-hmm. So what mm-hmm. you do internally is as important as what you do externally. Because there's a huge um, trend at the moment in skincare for supplements, and um, currently, quite a few brands are launching uh, oral uh, drinks. So instead of taking tablets, they're bringing out these, a lot of them are called shots. Yes, that is true, and and that's fine. I think it's very hard to get a lot of nutrients in a drink Mm -hmm. because you, A, number one, it's got to taste good, so it's got to put some sugar or some sweetener or something in there because most vitamins actually have a very un- desirable taste is what I would use. (laughs) So uh, it's important. Probably the supplements are a little bit better. But actually best is eating your water, eating your vitamins. And I also talk about eating your sunscreen because there are certain foods. (laughs) Eating your sunscreen. There are certain foods like pomegranates, uh, pink grapefruit, watermelon, broccoli, and many more that actually, when you ingest them, they improve the SPF of sunscreen. I'm not telling you not to apply a sunscreen. I'm also telling you to eat it as well. So eat colorful raw fruits and vegetables. And that, so what does that strengthen your, your body's natural 
um, ability to handle the sun? Absolutely, from inside. See, what we're doing with the skin, the skin is just very, it covers your whole body, it's the largest organ, but it's very thin by comparison to everything else. So what we want to do is get those other units. We're putting stuff on the surface with sunscreen, but internally into your bloodstream just below the surface of your skin, we want to have antioxidants and agents that help minimize the damage mm -hmm. from the sun as well. So nutrition is, is as critical, I call it internal skin care and internal sun care as well. I love that. I had no idea you could eat your sunscreen. Absolutely. There you go. N don't eat the tube of sunscreen. Just no. eat the... <laughs> Order me that pomegranate immediately. Uh, now, here's another thing, a, a tip. Um, and again, about hydration and about making your skin as healthy as possible. That is exercising. And everybody tells me, when I exercise, I perspire. And I get dry and I get thirsty. I said, yes, you do. And you can drink a glass of water or eat some water and help with that thirst. But what you are doing is building muscle, and muscle is 70% water. Fat is only 10% water. When we build muscle, we're healthier, but also we're more hydrated. And in a sense, that also helps your skin as well. So that's an important issue as well. Whoa, okay. Yeah, that's mind really blowing. Because I'm, I mean, I know, and as a, as a woman, obviously the fat to muscle ratio is a harder thing to manage than for a man. Uh -huh. We have Men, higher fat percentage. Yes, naturally. women have higher fat percentage. So I've. Lucky Oh, yeah, lucky <laughs> So I've often um, looked at various types of exercise to build muscle for the purposes of making my body a more efficient fat burning machine. I had no idea that there was the hydration issue right, as well. Huge. And, and here's a way to look at it if you and I have the same, consume the same amount of alcohol you will have a higher blood alcohol level than I will. True? Women have higher blood alcohol drinking the same amount. It's a fact. Okay. The reason for that is I have more water in my body, in my cells, to detoxify the alcohol than you do. So it takes you longer to detoxify the alcohol that you consume. Because men have me. a higher muscle, uh, muscle. Uh, mu More muscle and therefore more water. To, and that's so there's a fact but there's a relationship a reason for the fact that's mad isn't it that's another reason that we need to lift weight yes <laughs> well, you, need, <laughs> you don't need to lose weight you need to build muscle it's yeah. not the same thing lift weight no, lift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, wowzers so muscle is 70% water fat is 10% so the more muscle we have, the yeah. more the more muscle, the more hydrated you are. So and therefore the better our skin will look. Yeah, so if, if you have more lean muscle, will you potentially age better? Absolutely. Well, we know it's good for you. We know it's good to eat raw fruits and vegetables. Mm. Those are facts. But a reason why you should, if nothing else, is to have more beautiful skin. Because when your skin is more hydrated, it's more glowing. And it's more hydrated, it's going to have less inflammation, maybe less wrinkles, mm -hmm. things like that. It's going to make a difference. I'm glad you said inflammation, because let's talk about... Inflammation is a huge topic um, that I think we're going to be talking about more and more and more. Um, because it's so acutely linked to things like stress. Mm -hmm. um, 
but I want you to elaborate on that because you've done the research and you've read all these um, well, you know, it's like almost everything else. There's the good and the bad of, of anything. There, good, inflammation is good for us in limited quantities. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if you ever cut your finger, um, you are going to have a little cut, a little hole in your skin, and eventually there's inflammation around it, surrounding it, little redness, and then there's a scab, and then it heals without a scar. Mm -hmm. So without our body's ability to fight inflammation or use inflammation to encourage repair, we, we, would not have, we would not have a good result. On the other hand, if inflammation is too much, if you get a third-degree burn on your skin, then it's horrible. Mm. So it's that. The, the other thing is when people talk about anti-inflammatory, I believe as far as nutrition, it's non-inflammatory because there are certain foods we know that cause inflammation processed meats, fried meats, fried foods and what, are what causing inflammation, inflammation in the body. What, when you say um, um, processed meats cause inflammation, what, what does that, how does that manifest in the body? I think if you look at inflammation as an irritation, so the body gets irritated and it can't function as well. Um, here's a, a way of looking uh, at it maybe that, that makes a little bit of sense. So we know people call, you know, fish oil is supposedly non-inflammatory. Um, but basically, it just doesn't cause inflammation. And it's part, it makes up part of our cell membrane. Think of the cell membrane as a tire. The rubber on the outside is the cell membrane, and inside the air is what's inside mm -hmm. the cell. You know, the Golgi apparatus and everything else. So... If we cause, instead of just something smooth on the surface, if we're having that tire go over a bunch of glass and bumps in the road, how well is it going to survive? Not so well. Mm -hmm. So if it goes over a smooth road, it's going to survive longer. And that's essentially the difference between inflammation causing damage, if you're doing something chronically and over a long period of time, or using things that don't cause inflammation, that allow the body to function smoothly. Um, I read quite a bit about inflammation earlier this year, and it's linked to a lot of illnesses. I think a lot of people perhaps have inflammation and don't realize that their, their body is inflamed. Yes, well, well, you know, anything that you know is harmful for you is going to cause inflammation. Being out in the sun without a moisturizer and a sunscreen causes inflammation. You get red. Inflammation mm -hmm. causes redness. If you eat a lot of processed food, or let's say if you drank a bottle of alcohol today, you, that's causing inflammation. You're going to feel sick. You're going to feel dehydrated. Mm. Um, you're not exercising. You're just having what I call a sedentary lifestyle, just sitting. Mm -hmm. we, we have the sitting disease. People sit more and more instead of walking and standing. Mm -hmm then you're going to build more fat. And in a way, it's sort of an inflammatory process. And when you're under stress, there are stress hormones that are released that cause inflammation. So when you're under stress, you're probably not sleeping as well. You might have drier skin because the stress hormones do cause a little bit of uh, dehydration as well. Mm -hmm. We know that. 
if you have, if I were to scare you right now, you'd have stress, but you'd have underarm perspiration and sweaty palms. So water loss is the end result of stress, just like eating badly is the end result of, of damage and inflammation, not taking care of your skin properly, not exercising. So when I look at how I can make your skin as beautiful as possible, it's a combination, mm -hmm. topical, internal, exercise, and stress reduction. Now, to me, the stress is the worst. I was going to ask you, 30 years ago, was stress as big a factor as it is now when you would see people and you would get, um, present that 360 approach to this is how we're going to deal with your skin? Do you feel like stress has become one of the most important of those four things? It Whereas may, in the beginning, it perhaps maybe would have been something to look at, but now it's crucial. It, yes, I agree with that entirely. And it, it's probably, even within the last decade, or maybe decade and a half, I coined the term cultural stress mm -hmm. because I was paying attention to my patients. And this is about almost 20 years ago. And I noticed my patients were not as happy as they used to be when they came to me. They were not smiling. They was felt downtrodden. <laughs> something was wrong. And, and I was hoping it wasn't me. <laughs> it wouldn't have been you, Dr. <laughs> so what happened is, as I asked them, they said, you know, there's more traffic. It takes me longer to get here. My job is more difficult. My children expect more of me. My family expects more of me. And it was sort of the beginning of what I call now, what I called it then cultural stress, the mm -hmm. stress of modern living. So let's look at and see sort of what's happened in our lifetime. If we look at just in the last 10 years, do you know the iPhone was created in 2007, just 10 years ago? Wow. And in yeah, 10 years, virtually everybody you know has a smartphone. Yes. I don't know anybody personally who doesn't have a smartphone. Even children. Even, yeah. even two and three-year-olds. Yeah. And 92-year-olds as well. Um, there are now more and more robots. Robots are beginning to take over. That started actually a little bit before. And then the other things like the World Wide Web, uh, online shopping, telemedicine, those all happened very rapidly mm. over the last 20, 25 years. So many things have happened. So now, here we are. We have to deal with this in our brain wasn't made to deal with things that go on so fast. So what's happened to us? We became ADD. Mm -hmm. We became hard on ourselves because we felt we wanted to keep up with every one of those 50,000 emails that we get every day. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to be perfect. We couldn't. We're not sleeping as well because we have our cell phones in our bed with us. And unfortunately, some people would rather have their cell phone in their bed than a significant other. You can't believe that, but some people, that is a big deal to them. We've become more lonely. In a way, we know more people. We have 10,000 Facebook friends. We don't have any real friends. And when we do go to dinner with our friends, each one of us is on a cell phone or texting somebody else or maybe texting each other. And we're not listening to each other. We're not paying attention to each other. We become more lonely, more isolated. The other thing that I think people don't yet realize is how bad the sharing economy is. So now when we look at what's happened to us on the surface, we 
are becoming more lonely, more sedentary. We're sitting, working on our computer, and we're not talking and touching each other. Mm. But here comes... And you call that the sharing economy? No, the sharing economy is different. So that's one. The new thing that started maybe less than 10 years ago, Uber. Uber's, I think, six or seven years old, don't quote me, but something like that. Now we don't need an automobile because... We get Uber. They come right to your door, pick you up and take you wherever you want to go. And you don't have to park, you have to do anything. You don't need a car. Um, You know what? You know what the biggest hotel chain in the world is right now? Oh, is it Airbnb? Absolutely. When did that start? Two, three, no. Not Not that long ago. But now it's the biggest deal ever. I'm so late to the party. And you know, now here's another thing. You know, you have a job, but sometimes you're in Chicago, sometimes you're in Los Angeles, sometimes you're in London. You don't need an office. You go to WeWork and you rent space for the hour, mm. for the day, for the week. So you don't need a place to live. You don't need a place to work. You don't need an automobile. You don't even need clothing. If you have a fine thing to go to, a big affair, and you want to buy a nice material, nice clothes. You can rent clothing. Mm. You can even rent partners now. You don't like your partner in Chicago. Find a new one in, in, in London. When you're in London, when you're in, in L.A., you go find another one. When you don't, a bit more so, so, so what's happened is that combination of the two things, the technology, which has made us go way out, and also the robots who are taking away our jobs, yeah. and now not we've not only don't have connection with other people we have no connection with things Mm. we're nowhere so i think our our stress level is going to be more and more difficult as time goes on and i call this cultural stress the stress of modern living now the one thing about that there is nothing that we can do to change it it's going to get worse it's not going to get better but what we can do is look at what I've just been talking about. The one thing I've been talking about all this time is water. Mm. How can we get more water in ourselves? Well, the few things that we can do more simply is again, use proper skin care, eat our water, and do more exercise. That anybody will tell you. But the stress level, that is very difficult. You can certainly go to psychiatrists, have psychotherapy, and all kinds of things. And I think um, obviously it would help. I can't say it doesn't. But if I look at it, sort of how, how can we change it? When, we, when did we have the most water? We had the most water when we were toddlers. When we were toddlers. So think of a toddler, and let's look at the attitude that the average toddler had, and that probably was you. The average toddler, if she or he walked into this room... A, she would have tripped on her way because you're just learning to walk, but she wasn't afraid to fail. She was. She got up and still went. She knew she could walk, and she wasn't afraid to fail. She didn't judge herself. She didn't know she was too tall, too skinny, whatever. And she didn't judge others. She was also more likely to be smiling and giggling and, and look so cute you'd want to pick her up and, and hug her. We don't get hugged anymore. We don't smile anymore. We don't laugh anymore. We don't have that attitude of 
you know, being in a way somehow they had gratitude. They knew things mm-hmm. were going to turn out better. Uh, they were more creative. They were. They would walk into a room and they'd see things we didn't see. And they were very inquisitive. They asked, what's this? What's that? Why is the sky blue? Why is that? We don't do that anymore. So we've lost a lot. At the same time, we've lost our cellular hydration. The more we can react as children, the better. So what I've done over time, looking to my patients, I've created what I call insights. And an example of one for children is dance even when you can't hear the music. So you could imagine a toddler walking in here just singing, dancing, giggling for no reason. Mm -hmm. Didn't have to have music. Didn't have to have any radio or TV on or anything like that. Just did it. Mm -hmm. We don't do that anymore. We always say, well, I can't do this. And another one of my favorite sayings is, don't blame your second grade teacher for your failures. We tend to blame everything. I, you know what? The only reason I can't go to college is because I didn't learn math when I was two. Of course not. We don't forgive ourselves like children do. We try to be more perfect. A child walking in here, playing in the mud, having it on her clothes, wouldn't bother her. So what? So I say more and more try to be a toddler. And you know when... And it's not... Um, really good when I think toddler I think the one thing that they do is when they're tired they stop yes and I feel yeah. like as a grown up sleep becomes such a you just don't prioritise it yeah. we don't because we have so many things that we feel we must do mm-hmm. we have to answer all of those thousands of emails we have to go on our Facebook every day but how many times do people look at their cell phone? There's this, a study demonstrating 150 times a day. Also, within three to five minutes of waking up, you look at your cell phone. If, you, if it doesn't have it, you don't have it in your bed with you. It's, a, it's a full-on addiction, and I is, would absolutely say I am 100% addicted. You and everybody else. We can't help it. But, but if we try to be more like toddlers as much as possible, and I, I can tell you when all of this started, because if you think about the toddler, one and a half, two years old, and I do this, I do art therapy classes at my clinic, and I say, okay. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I give everyone coloring paper and crayons. Where does everybody color? Inside the lines, Mm -hmm. right? How old were you when you learned you had to color inside the lines? Three? Four? At that point, society got a hold of you and limited you. You were not able to do anything else than you already had a box. You were limited. When you were two or three, you scribbled all over the paper, maybe even on the table. You weren't limited. Mm. Society more and more limits us, more and more tells us how we have to stress, 
more and more tells us how we have to do things, more and more gives us quote-unquote opportunities to grow, but within limited areas. It's like we were saying before, we were talking, uh, listeners, before we plugged in, just talking about cultural stress and saying how we've never been more disconnected whilst also at the same time being more connected, connected than ever. Mm-hmm. And then to that point, we've just... It, it's extremes, even though it might seem like we're... It's one, ex- it's one extreme or the other. We think that we're really connected, but we're not. And exactly what you were just saying. It's yes, just and, and, and the one thing that really is missing is human connection. We're becoming more and more isolated, more and more lonely. And we don't think of loneliness as being horrible, but it really is. It leads to, to me, it leads to more disease than almost anything else. Um, when you're lonely, isolated, you begin to be angry, um, you begin to not maybe take care of yourself as, as well. Um, you know, just think about, have you ever gone to eat um, breakfast, lunch, dinner by yourself? It's very lonely. You you probably, maybe you try to read a book or look at your cell phone. At this point, you're not going to read a book anymore because <laughs> nobody does. Not nobody, but very few. <clears throat> and you'll eat quickly. You may not even order anything really, 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 really that you enjoy. You just want to see. <clears throat> but when you're with other people, it's fine. You you enjoy that. You enjoy talking. You enjoy eating. You, you have, you talk. Oh, you're having this. I'd like to taste that, or maybe something else. There, there's some communication. The other thing that we really are missing is human touch. But I think mm. this is really interesting, because speaking about loneliness and and being by yourself, and how you say if you were by yourself, you might not. You might be sitting in the same restaurant. And perhaps you wouldn't go for the eggs benedict. Maybe you just go for something a little bit, like just a normal porridge, because you're by yourself and it's not a special occasion. But when you're with other people, you would choose something perhaps a little bit more flamboyant. But my point here is, I feel like there's a massive um, issue with you have to, in your own skin, be so comfortable and and validate yourself so that if you are by yourself, you have as good a time as if you are with other people and not live through that community you, and that time. You were more likely to do that when you were a toddler. <clears throat> and um, one of my favorite quotes or insight is, allow the unique you to blossom. Be thrilled with who you are. Be comfortable with who you are. And you were that when you were a toddler. I know you a become of, less and less because now you try to be more perfect and you feel like a failure. I know a lot of people, and I've been very guilty of this myself, Go to, I'll go to work, I'll socialise in an office, we'll you know, be flamboyant, we'll have a laugh, yeah. and then I get home and there's no one at home and it, I might as well shut the door and press a button under my chin and just power down until I have to leave the next day mm-hmm. because I don't then go into my home and think, I'm going to get some flowers yeah. from my living room and no, do all of that don't. self-care stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you're lonely, isolated, and we're going to be more and more like that. We're living in smaller and smaller quarters. That's even another problem. You know, because of the expense of apartments and homes, we have, I don't know what we call it here in, in, in London, but the 250-square-foot apartment. Oh, we have, yeah, there's loads going up in yes. London. Yes, and now there's even 137-foot 
apartment. So now you're in a cell, basically. Mm-hmm. When you go home, you, have, you can't even walk around very much. There's nowhere to walk. And again, sitting by yourself, lonely. It's horrible. It really is. And, and that's what's happening to us. It's a combination, a confluence of all of these things we're talking about. Confluence of the stress of modern living, the rules and regulations, the digital dependency, the sharing economy, all of these things are coming at us at a, at a thunderous pace. They're not coming at us slowly. It's rapid. Mm-hmm. And we don't even realize it. In 10 years' time, think about the changes from our iPhone 10 years ago, our Uber 6 and 7 years ago, our Airbnb, I don't know, 3, 4, 5 years ago. So rapid, so much change in our society in the last 10 years. I, th- I remember being on holiday with my family when I was little. I think it was 1984, <laughs> and we were in an airport and uh, somebody waiting for the plane near us had a Walkman. And do you remember those orange, spongy headphones? And we thought that that we were basically next to the future. We were so excited. (laughs) And to your point, we've kind of grown up with oh, look, now you can do this. Or that, you know the computer that used to weigh this much? Now you can keep it in your pocket. And we've just got excited, and we've just gone, yeah, this is great, I'm going to keep going. But like you say, it's going to reach that point where it's too much. You paid a price, and you don't realize it's a horrible price that we paid right. for it's it. Like, yeah, yes, but... yes, and, and we're, we, I don't think we're quite paying attention to it. I think we need to pay attention to it. One of the problems with what I call cultural stress is we don't deal with it. We say, well, what can I do? There is more traffic. I have to live in a small quarter. I have to do this. I, we, we don't pay attention to it. It's sort of, that's life, right? Mm-hmm. Now, other stress we deal with. You break your arm, you go to the doctor, you get it fixed, and, and it's better. With cultural stress, there is no fix. I'm not going to change it. You're not going to change it. No one is. It's a rapid movement going towards this more isolation, everything we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. The only thing we can do, and another one of my favorite insights is, it's not the stress, it's how you deal with it. (laughs) And another one is, magic only happens when you create your own. So it's going to be up to us to recognize this as a horrible disease, cultural stress and actually recently uh, had a, one of my articles published the cultural stress anxiety disorder syndrome and we're putting that in the show notes is that right yes okay. it's a little scientific but you get the gist if you just read through it uh, the, the, the problem with it and you know the results are it's up to us to first understand it is a problem it is a disease it is causing us sickness and illness I call it a silent killer and then dealing with it. And the only people that can deal with it is ourselves. The, the one last thing I'd like to say is the problem with traditional care is we get directed. So uh, let's take any disease. And there are three elements to dealing with it. The first is the doctor or the caregiver telling you you have X. So here's me telling you you have X. Mm -hmm. 
The second is a solution I might give you. I say, take a Xanax or <laughs> take take a drug. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but I specifically say you need to take mm -hmm. these two a day. The third is you, the person that has the problem, that may or not known she or he had the problem, and is given a, a, a program. Now, if it's specific and saying you must do X, Y, and Z, and this way, I guess against the grain, because you know, I know every one of us has had this. Your mother told you you have to do this, and mm -hmm. you knew it was a good thing to do, but you wouldn't do it because she said you should. Mm -hmm. So we have to do it in our own way. And what I've done with my insights is giving you words that you can digest in your own way. Forgive yourself could mean something to you, mm -hmm. mean something else to me. And it's really interesting because I've, I do that. I give that word, forgive yourself. And only two words are simple. And I give it to 20 people, and I'll get 16 different responses of what it means to them. Huh. So what we need to do is embrace ourselves, be kind to your mind, allow the unique you to blossom. We tend to be more like pretzels. We want to be more like so-and-so. But then we want to be like the other so-and-so. And we're told we have to be this. And on one hand, we need to be that. And where do we go? We've lost our persona. We've lost our person. The person. And I ask my patients, who are you? And they'll tell me, oh, I'm Mr. Jones, Mrs. Smith, whatever. I say, no, you are the toddler you used to be before society got a hold of you. You need to go back to that toddler that knew her own way of doing things, didn't have to be told. She learned sort of how to walk on her own, who was very inquisitive, who was up there trying to communicate with other people. The other day I was sitting in, a, in, a, in an office and there were other people there and then there was a little girl that came in and she was giggling and laughing and she came right up to me and sat on my lap. I didn't know her from Adam. Oh. Now, you would never do that, and I wouldn't expect you to just jump on somebody's lap. But the truth is, she didn't realize, she, it was easier for her to communicate. Yeah. I can promise you, five years from now, she would never do that. Mm. We would never do it. But, and I'm not suggesting you do that either. I'm suggesting the ability to, have, to try to have better communication. We tend to communicate with texting. Mm -hmm. and we don't communicate with words. I tell people at work, I say, you know what, please, if you have something to say to a, to a person, don't just send him or her an email. Just walk over there and talk to them. Mm -hmm. just, if you just did that once or twice a day, you would have reduction in isolation. You wouldn't be just sitting all day. A, you would get rid of the sitting disease, but you also have personal human connection. I remember when I started this podcast um, last year, I thought, I'm going to ring some of my like favorite people in the industry. I'm not going to email them and say, look, I'm doing this podcast. I'm going to ring them because I want to bring back the art of the phone call. So I remember spending an hour on the phone to this really good work contact, and she was like, oh, that sounds really exciting. Told her where I wanted it to be in a year, and we really had a great chat. 
And I said, okay, so, you know, maybe we could work together on something. And she said, yeah, why don't you just put everything that we've talked about down in an email? <laughs> That's <laughs> and it. And I realised you know? we're just too far gone. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you try to bring back the phone call. Absolutely. Said, could you, yeah, could you just send it to me in uh-huh. an email? Like, okay. So we've talked about water and hydration. And that's the most important thing, because all starts and ends from there. Even being a toddler is when you had the most water, you're most hydrated, the most beautiful skin. But I'm also getting from you the um, fact that there's a, we talked about muscle as well, but the muscle of building your mind and building a sense of self is just as important. And I had a nutritionist on here recently on the podcast. He said, we don't plan our meals. We just eat on the eat on the run. We'll grab a sandwich here. We'll grab a sandwich there. If we've got things in the house, we might put a meal together. If you actually sit down on a Sunday and plan your meals, what you're actually doing is sending yourself a message that says, "This is how I'm going to nourish myself for a week," and it's a form of self care. And I had never thought about that uh-huh. before in my life. But it's mental strength thing, isn't it? Absolutely. And here's another thing. You know, I have some books. Uh, the last book was called Conquering Cultural Stress. And I have a bunch of recipes in there, simple recipes. And I tell people, please don't look at these recipes. Don't follow the recipe. (laughs) People say, why are you telling me to have a book and giving me recipes? I say, because I want it to be your recipe. I don't want it to be my recipe. So here's the recipe. If there are ingredients in it you don't like, Take them out. Mm-hmm. Substitute something else. If you don't like the whole recipe, take it as a guide to make your own. Mm-hmm. The more we make things our own, essentially what you're saying, when you sit at home and decide what you're going to have as a meal, the happier you are. The more you allow the unique you to blossom, the more you're thrilled with who you are, the more you take care of yourself. And to your better. point about you can say to somebody, uh, forgive yourself, and you get 16 different responses. If you say to somebody, um, look after yourself or do this, some people might think it's being too controlling or it, it could lead to selfishness. What do you think, how do you communicate this message of forgiving yourself, being kind to yourself and looking after yourself in a way that is empowering and not further isolating? Well, what I do, and and I've done a lot of research on this uh, with my own patients, and now we're doing uh, research at UCLA with diabetics, is we give these cards, we give a pack of 11, sort of some of my favorite ones, why have a bad day when you're going to have a good day, Uh, forgive yourself, dance even when you can't hear the music, be imperfect, live longer, be thrilled with who you are. These are some of them. And I just ask you to look at those twice a day. I never tell you what they mean. I don't give you a definition. And I ask you to look at it twice a day. And I have an app, Dr. Murad Inspiration, with a new one of these insights every day. And some of them may relate to you, some may not. Mm -hmm. Um, And some of my art. And I ask them to journal. And when they do that, in just one month, with my patients, I've seen enormous improvements. A, blood pressure goes down. Cellular what? hydration, From absolutely, generally. internally. And I, there's no change. A, and their skin looks better. They look almost like they've had a facelift. From the Some simple of act of journaling. Just, just journaling just and looking at those cards. apps. Looking at those 11 insights. <clears throat> 11 cards and, and looking at the insight. 
Um, but also we do psychological testing. There's a cone perceived stress test that we do and, and others. And those improve. And the journaling shows tremendous improvement in their overall wellness. So we're doing now a, a, what we call an IRB-approved study, a, a study that uh, would be something that we could publish because in, it's real science. I'm sure we have 40, 50 of my own patients who've done this, but it's random. They came here at different times, different people. So 30 people with diabetes are going to be treated in the clinic, who it's a diabetic clinic, are going to be treated like they normally are. Mm. 30 other people will be treated normally, just like the others. The only difference is those other 30 are going to have the 11 cards, and they're going to be asked to journal. And we're going to look at all aspects, their A1C level, to see how their diabetes is, the blood pressure, all of those things are going to be calculated. We'll see the difference in the two. With the, the, the study is not completed, so we don't have data, but preliminary data seems to show that there's going to be a difference. Um, so um, it takes a while because we have to recruit the people and we have to ask them if they're willing to do the test. They have to come to the clinic four times in, in uh, well, three times in, in one month. And so there are a few things that they're asked to do. But In your experience of saying to people, um, you need to take this amount of time to do something, whether it's journaling, looking at the inside cards, I know that every morning... I walk past my yoga mat mm -hmm. <laughs> with the intention of doing, of literally, my intention when I wake up is to get up, go to the yoga mat, do child's pose, then maybe do tree. And, and that's two things I'm asking. Child's pose, which is one of the easiest, that it, you, mm -hmm. know, you don't require mm -hmm. any sort of physical what have you, and tree pose to be grounding. I don't, I think I probably manage it twice a week. I know. I walk You're lucky to do it twice a week. <laughs> <laughs> so how... If you were to give advice to, to listeners about how to, the first sort of steps to begin to incorporate these activities into your life, is there, is there a, a way that you've spoken to people before where you've seen a breakthrough where they've got it and they've struggled and then they suddenly can incorporate these things? Well, the one thing about this is these are people who've come who claim that they, at least the ones that I've seen, not the ones in the, in the at UCLA, um, <clears throat> who come because they have stress. And mm -hmm. we, we've asked for people who have stress, we're going to do a program with them. So, and it's only a one-month thing, so that's, that's one area. But the other is um, we're specifically asking you not even to take a minute of your time to look at 11 cards, one after the other. And the journaling, we say, you know what, we just ask you to journal. If today you don't feel like journaling, just say, I don't feel like journaling. Mm -hmm. So we've made it as simple as possible. And it's one thing when you're in a study, I think that's easier to control because they're coming in, they're getting their blood pressure. And if nothing else, there is some personal communication, mm -hmm. like with me, exactly like you say, certain exercises I could easily do. But I, I do them when with my trainer. Mm -hmm. I don't do them when I'm alone. So there's this other part the connection that happens so I agree with what you're saying it's one thing to do it in a controlled environment it's another thing to do it randomly with people but I think the easier you make it the better mm -hmm. 
these cards are colorful, and we should give you a sample of them. I don't know if you have them. Can you the buy them? Too. Can we put a link to buy them on the show notes? Not at the moment. You can't buy them. But in um, if you buy a Murad skincare product, when you open the box, there's one on the inside oh, okay. of the box. Um, we'll show. We'll definitely put pictures on the website. Yeah, yeah and of course there's the app, so Doctor yeah. Murad Inspiration app. So if you download that, then you'll get one sent through to your phone. And we'll but it's a different one each day. day. It's not the. And you can and, you set know, maybe the time. So I set the time for in the morning. So when I'm grumpy, not a morning person, <laughs> alarm goes off, and then I and I receive my inspirational message there. So oh, I do it in the morning to try and set me oh, up for a good day. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is that, and and. Um, there are some little books that have stories about people and their experiences relating to that. You know, one is, why have a bad day when you can have a good day? Mm-hmm. The best is yet to come. Uh, be imperfect, live longer. Honor yourself. They're, they're on Amazon. Mm-hmm. You can get them. Um, when you have a facial um, in a salon or a spa, they, as part of the treatment, you get to choose one at the end. Oh. An inspiration card to try and help you like with whatever it is that well they show you them and then you pick which one you're mm-hmm. drawn to oh interesting and that's another way to do it so that it's not and then every time they come they may pick a different one each mm-hmm. time yeah and um, I've had my patients who we do that with them sometimes randomly so it's not any study and they tell me they have it all over their home. They have it on their refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And one that calls to them. A lot of people like being perfect, live longer, because we yeah. become more perfectionistic. So they'll put that on their refrigerator or somewhere where they yeah. see it every day. And that's another way to uh, to remind them without... You don't have to do anything. Just go to your refrigerator well, and exactly. see it. exactly. And that's like Instagram life. It's so easy to get sucked into the vortex of this oh, edited lifestyle that looks really perfect. And then... Yeah. I know I've been guilty of lying in bed with my phone looking at people who are going, yeah, just nailed a session at such and such or just been for a spin class and it's six o'clock and I'm thinking, I'm not out of bed yet. And then I feel bad. And you feel, yeah, that's the worst thing is when you begin to be hard on yourself Mm -hmm. and then what begins to happen, then you begin to project your unhappiness on others Mm -hmm. and you spread the disease (laughs) of unhappiness not realizing that's what you're doing. I mean, I'm not saying you plan to spread a disease. And I, you can call it a disease yeah. because it's a different kind of disease. It's not a microbe. It's something else that's just as harmful. I mean, we've covered self-care on this podcast quite a lot, and I think the message that I keep getting from people, um, which I keep, every time I go out, I'm like, this is what I keep getting from the podcast. But it's that thing of, and I've been guilty of this before, of making sure other people are okay mm-hmm. and if I'm making sure someone else is okay then I'm okay but actually I'm not no no you have to first you have to be okay mm-hmm. then everybody else will become okay it's the reverse yeah and the second I real, or not the second but as soon as I realized that everything changed mm-hmm. when I would say <clears throat> no to things because I was like no I'm actually dog tired because I've worked really really hard this week I can't come and do that thing for you once I was able to do that, I would feel guilty about not going and I'd be waiting for the angry text. But event, but I was happier resting or, mm. you know, going for a nice walk. Or yeah. I always... love going to the cinema by myself. It's one of my favourite things. I've never done that. But I kind do of... it. Is it good? I know that I shouldn't Is isolate myself, you? Dr. Murad. No. <laughs> no, I mean, if it makes you happy, then you should do it. Everybody has their unique way of taking care of themselves. Mm. 
And that's my point. You know, we tend as doctors to spot treat you. You know, you have a headache, we're just going to treat your headache. Why doesn't but we don't treat the, the rest of you. Uh, and, and the best way to treat the best of you is to treat you as a unique person mm-hmm. and allow you to sort of to pick. How would you like it if somebody told you when you go to this morning to get dressed, you have to wear this dress and that dress or that pair of pants or those shoes or whatever, and only those shoes. And it's not what you wanted. It's just how people take care of you. They tell you this is how you have to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. They don't give you options. They don't make it open within reason. I mean, there's sometimes you have no option. You know, you have a bacteria infection that's sensitive to this antibiotic, of course, that you have to take that. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking about general care of yourself, where it's just one size fits all and it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And also just spot treating instead of looking at you as a whole person is a problem. So what we have to do is, is give you the opportunity to be yourself yourself is that toddler again if I were to mm. tell you the three things to remember from this is skin care is health care eat your water and be kind to your mind before you're kind to other minds and you again this is not the same thing you are the toddler you used to be and try to remember to become that I think I was become yourself <laughs> I don't know if I'd want that back. <laughs> <laughs> Bossy toddlers with a propensity to cry a lot when they didn't get their way. <laughs> that could go the wrong way. But I know what you mean. What you mean is knowing what you... Or I hope I'm... I think what you mean by the toddler thing is knowing what you want. And yes. Not, yeah. And, 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 but allow the creativity that you have within you to blossom. You don't do that because society has limited you Mm. to me when When, I think of the toddler I think about not being afraid to fail that's the biggest thing that I take from it right but also the giggling the laughing the belly laughs and and, and not caring what other people think Mm -hmm. those are the things Mm. because I am afraid to fail and I think I stop I don't do certain things because I don't want to be no good at it yeah. I only I want to be good at things, and then mm-hmm. I think I've limited myself. Then it's not only you; I think lines. virtually everybody. Yeah, it's and, true, isn't it? And that, and and um, yeah, and and that not and not caring what other people think when you are little and just running around, jumping on people's laps, like you're saying, and and not caring what people. Yeah, think. you were with me when that little girl yeah. jumped on yeah. my lap. <laughs> and if people laughed at you when you were a toddler, you were like, "Yes, yeah. I've got the room." But yeah, now, yeah. like, "Oh yeah. no, I'm a fool. Yeah, I must never exactly. come here again." Yeah. Exactly. So I li- I like that, but but I think because it highlights the things that I know about yeah. me that I need to change. So. Um, talk to me about the Eyes Up campaign because you've been talking about this on your trip yes. to London. So you know, as a doctor. Uh, my job was to make my patients as healthy as possible. I'm fortunate that at this point I'm, I am a doctor, but I also have a skincare brand and people have heard of it. And, and I think it's important for me to try to make anybody who has any relationship to Murad, whether just hearing the name or buying the product, to give them something that will help them live happier, healthier, more fulfilling lives. And the idea of what we've been talking about is cultural stress, the stress of modern living, and how we know that it's harmful for us. 
So the campaign is to try to, A, communicate the message that this is harmful. And we have a video that's about a minute and a half that is wonderful and kind of expresses it better than I could ever do it in words. And it's very quick, so people can look at that. You can just Google me around. I'll put the link in the show. Yes. And the other is the idea, how can we simply communicate it and ask them to do something very simple? Very simple is we all have the crooked neck syndrome Mm -hmm. where we're looking at our computer and we're looking down. So we say, eyes up, look up. Take your eyes away from your computer and see the world around you. Spend more time about what's happening to you surrounding instead of limiting yourself with your digital dependency. Mm. So that's the first step. We plan to do a lot more, but the first step is at least, it's very hard to make, to tell people what I've just told you in this Mm. last little bit, and people only want to listen to two words. Eyes up, two words. (laughs) (laughs) And just eyes up. Every time you think about it, eyes up. Mm -hmm. And then we ask you to say a reason why you want eyes up. I want eyes up because I want to see how beautiful the world is. I want to see the sky. My eyes up. If I have children, I want to see them and see how they're playing with their friends or whatever. Eyes up for a reason. Mm -hmm. And there's always a reason, if nothing else. You know, when you have eyes up, you're walking straight, you're not hunched over. We're seeing more and more people in their 20s who have hunchback like older people used to have. We're all going to have that over time. And we're going to have thumbs that don't work anymore. That's frightening. Oh, that's a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> that just made me stop in my tracks. All they can do is move to the left and the right. <laughs> oh, goodness. And you're saying even just five minutes, even just going eyes up for five minutes Yes, for five minutes a day is not asking a lot. And I know that's in a way limiting, but if you just did it once a day, it's better than zero. The amount of people who, things that I read, I was telling you before we started recording, on the way here I was doing my Headspace app, um, and that's ten minutes. But the amount of times I sit with people, Michelle Visage on the show, she said five minutes every day you've just got to really yeah get rid of everything from your mind and just focus on the things that you want visualize the stuff that you want in your life and that's going to attract it in um and it and it but it is ridiculous how five minutes can feel like an an eternity it's an eternity even one minute you know if i ask people one minute just close your eyes and don't think about anything don't have the television on the radio don't eat anything don't have other it, it's virtually impossible for yeah, most people. But that kind of change could be the thing that, you know, the connected beauty element, that incorporating <clears throat> that into your life is just as important as the skincare that you use, eating your water. Everything together. And, and the other thing is, instead of forcing you to just do that, being quiet for one minute, here are some options for you. And for you, maybe just 15 seconds, mm-hmm. maybe maybe 10 minutes instead of five. I mean, everybody should do it in their own way. I think, again, one of the problems with medicine is we tend to spot treat mm-hmm. and we tend to be very directive rather than, within reason, I mean, there are times you have to be mm-hmm. spot treating and directive. <clears throat> so I'm not suggesting not to do that. But I'm saying when we allow ourselves to make the decision Everybody knows 
raw fruits and vegetables are healthy for you. I don't have to tell you that. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows exercise is good. Everyone knows you should reduce stress. But how you do it, which way you do it, it's like what I do with my recipes. I, this is a good recipe. I like it. Mm -hmm. You might not like it. So change it. Modify it. Mm -hmm. Make it yours. The more you make things yours that you embrace, the better. What a lovely note on which to end this chat with Dr. Mira. Thank you so much. I found that fascinating. And you've made me really understand that I need to prioritise. Become yourself. Those things, exactly. Yeah, put yourself first. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope the listeners uh, feel the same way too. Thank you so much for Thank your time. You. It's been a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed that episode of The Emma Gunn Show. Remember, if you want to subscribe, all you have to do is pop over to iTunes, click that button, and you will never miss another episode again. And if you're over there and you're enjoying the show, please do leave me a review. Some of you have written the nicest things about the show, and it is so, so appreciated. Thank you so much for everyone who takes the time. If you want to get in touch with the show, remember that all you have to do is tweet me at Emma Guns, or you can comment on Instagram where I'm also Emma Guns, or why not send me a DM? Or if you want to send me a longer message, go ahead, feel free. Um, you can email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. I try to get back to everybody as soon as I can. Thank you to everyone who has been messaging and also thank you for your patience for my replies. It is so appreciated. There's another fantastic guest for you next time. So I will see you on the next episode of The Emma Gunn Show. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 